April Fools. Jacob, are you pondering what I'm pondering? I think so, Drew. But wouldn't more already disappear out of the holodeck? I think the only thing holographic is your brain. No, you fool. We're going to review an animated uh, movie on this here podcast. Brilliant! No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Why would anybody want to listen to geek, two geeks like us? Because, you fool, these people have uh, are so very easily entertained. Okay, Drew. Nerf! Hello and welcome to another episode of The Cellcast. Joining me today is a man who, uh, uh, he's, a, he's a very great hunter, almost like a Nimrod, if you know anything about that. Uh, <laughs> welcome, Jacob. Beware, we quiet. I'm, I'm hunting, hunting rabbits. rabbits. <laughs> Why, thank you. I'd like to introduce our co-host, a man who just wants to get a few more attractions in his attractions in his theme park welcome drew i was unaware i looked like danny devito although i do have the physical size <laughs> but just not the missing hair <laughs> gotcha uh, all right and also i'd like to introduce our special co- special host uh, a man who like foghorn leghorn decided to spank a dog <laughs> <laughs> Why, welcome aaron why, thank you, Jacob. Hello, my name is Aaron. Thank you so much for having me, Cellcast. Thank you. So, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, your stuff? Well, uh, my, again, my name is Aaron. I am a co-host for a podcast called Banter Banter. Uh, you may refer, remember, apologies, you may remember the Cellcast mentioning this uh, several episodes ago. I can't even remember which one it was. Sometime back in June or July Something of last like year, that. back in the dark ages, a point when he said the word banter, and then I decided to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's really how it came about. That's fine. Well, yeah, we'll take any exposure we can get. <laughs> so will we. It's a um, so banter. Banter is a podcast I do with a couple of my friends from the Austin area. It's if I could describe it, basically, it's kind of like a easy listening Monday morning show. We're just three zennials, you know, born in the eighties, grew up in the nineties and talk about our love of all forms of media and attempt to be funny. Sometimes we land, sometimes we don't. Wait a minute. Is zennials the actual term for our generation? I thought it was millennials. Okay. We so, got, uh, well, uh, no one, none of us want to admit yeah, we're that millennials. We're that kind of somewhere yeah, between kind of Gen a, X and millennials. That's why I kind of always said Gen Y. Yeah, because a lot of us are going. Why, why? do we care? Why? 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 A people. I. I kind of. Why must I get lopped in with either of these groups? <laughs> I consider it to be official. Many people do not recognize it, but what it's basically been labeled a micro generation, because if you look at how Zennial is defined, it's us. Pretty much, <laughs> okay. we're in this weird pocket. Again, not everyone acknowledges it. So if they don't, then I would be technically considered a millennial. And there's yes. just such a negative social stigma with oh, that. Yeah, I don't consider myself generation a millennial. I but I, I do. Th- I do throw the okay boomer if if it's a, if it's applicable, and I think I can get a laugh. 
I don't, man. I just, I don't know. I try not to. I try not to stir the pot. Well, true, true. The pot's right. already. I mean, the, most the, of the, the, peop- the ingredients are mixed in enough. The yeah. Most of the people I throw anymore. that. Most of the time, I, if I throw that at people, it's usually people younger than me who are acting like the, t- the <laughs> stereotype. Mal- yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so basically, anyway. this little micro conversation that just happened, that's kind of what banter banter is. Um, All right. Me and my friends, Mike and Manny, just talk about whatever's on our minds and try to make you laugh. So, yeah, if you ever want to check us out, uh, you can find us on all most uh, most all major podcasting platforms. All righty. Uh, all right. I do have a question for Aaron, though. All right. So we did have recently we did have a, uh, another special host, special guest, what have yeah. you. So well, by I, the time this comes out, he'll have come back on again. That is true. That is true. So I have a few questions for you, Aaron. Sure. Fire All right. Away. So what was the first animated movie you saw in theaters? Oh, man. The first one that I have recollection of, uh-huh. mm-hmm. which must have honestly been a re-release. Uh, I think the first original animated movie I saw in theaters was Pinocchio. But wow. clearly, yeah, that would have had to have been clearly, a really I'm yeah. far too young because Pinocchio came out in the 40s. 40s, yeah. It, it's uh, the second animated yeah. feature by Walt Disney. Yeah. So, which makes it the second animated feature, period. True. Which I actually watched it again recently with a group of friends. That movie is a completely different experience as an adult. Oh, as it is yeah, absolutely. Kid, absolutely. Which I've noticed that about a lot of Disney's older films. Yeah. You, you, you go from the uh, era of the 19. 19- the 1940s and the 50s and the 60s be like you have a lot of a a, a lot of stereotypes a b a lot of um drug illusion hallucinations i'm probably butchering this word hallucinations pink elephants on parade look out look out pink elephants on parade here they come hippity hoppity yeah, let's just say it was the seventies. <laughs> let's say it's the sixties. Lots of pain. more like it's the forties. <laughs> yeah, forties, fifties, sixties, whatever. But anyway. yeah. Anyways, uh, what was your favorite cartoon growing up? Oh man, I wish you got to pick one. You just got to pick I, one. I know. I get it. Uh, I, I wish I had. Man, I wish I had known these questions were coming. Um, That's kind of why we don't. Yeah, warn no, you. Yeah, just um, man. Okay, my favorite cartoon growing up. I honestly would have to say it was probably Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. All right, good deal. Fair, fair. fair. And uh, last and final question would be: What was the last animated movie you watched besides the movie we are reviewing now? The last animated movie I saw was an anime movie called Two Heroes that is part of the My Hero Academia. Oh, universe. okay. I have been meaning to watch that. It's incredibly good, just like the series. Uh, let me ask a quick question for my own curiosity. Where does it fit in continuity? So it fits in right before. It's either right before or right after summer camp. Okay. So right before season. No, I think it takes place after summer camp. But it's okay. before. It's before another major event that happens in season three. Okay, I think. Yeah, I'm not 100% certain on the timeline, but I think if I had to make an educated guess, it takes place after the summer camp sometime before season four starts. Okay. Don't let me know when to throw it in there once once I ever get caught up. All righty then. All right. So since you are our guest, we're going to continue putting you in the spotlight. Yay. By uh, asking you, what is the what, what have you watched recently? So I've been working on recently Star Wars Rebels. 
I got a mm-hmm. subscription to Disney Plus, and I had finished Clone Wars uh, about a year and a half ago. Finally watched the series in its entirety and loved it. Yeah, you're a better man than I am, Gunga Den. And it has been told to me by several of my friends who are Star Wars enthusiasts that I need to watch Rebels. And so I finally did, now Rebels. that I have access to a streaming service that offers it. And I've powered my way through it, to say the least. I'm on season... I just started season four this morning, actually. And I'm already two or three episodes into that. So season four is the last season of it. So I'll be done with that soon. And then I will just jump over to the recently released final episode of The Clone Wars on Disney+. Plus. The final season. The final... Yes, the final season. Thank you. Um, Otherwise, I've been uh, watching season four of My Hero Academia, which Mm -hmm. has been amazing. And the other show I've been watching is one that you actually mentioned in the early days of the Cellcast, My Neighbor is a Cat. Oh, I love oh, My he, Roommate he is does a Cat. Love it's, uh, it's a very charming show. So just to echo what Drew suggested in the early days of Cellcast, I definitely recommend it as well. It's very I charming s- slice of life. I still need to finish My Roommate is a Cat. I haven't finished it yet either. Now that it's now that the whole uh, show is, or at least the first season, assuming that's not more than one season, is done is done. I need to go back and watch that because oh man, I love that show. <laughs> anyway, Jacob, what have you been watching? Um, diddly squat. Our, our, that's our, not entirely true because Friday, both oh, me yeah, and that's you right. wa- yes. were uh, visiting a friend of ours. Yes, that's and right. And we watched a charming. Yeah, in air quotes. Oh show, yes, I totally forgot. Movie called uh, "Rock and Rule." Oh my gosh! Oh my word. <laughs> I have not heard of this. It's, what is it's, it? It's a 1980s uh, acid trip. Acid trip of a cartoon. <laughs> it sounds sounds like that tracks. So uh, my understanding is the. Uh, version for television is the better version. Yeah, because it's got better editing, better song selection, and they, believe it or not, edited out all the the, the satanic stuff. (laughs) They edited out all the satanic stuff. Yes, yes. A quote. (laughs) Because it is all about, you know, rock and roll. I mean, you've got uh, music by Cheap Trick and... Oh, yeah. All these uh, people. Earth, Wind, and Fire... And some of it you're looking, some of it is very much music video esque. Personally, I wouldn't put Cheap Trick or Earth, Wind, and Fire in the rock and roll genre. They're kind of more, I kind of consider them more just like normal rock, but not the heavy rock. Heavy rock for me is like Metallica and right. Slayer, more metal, Megadeth. Yeah, all this, those old. 80s I, I kind of got bands. the feeling when as we were watching it that this was not based on what. They would think of or what the rockers would think of as heavy. This is what all the people who got scared at rock and roll music thought everything was. Was this yes. like a PSA video? No, no, okay. it wasn't. I thought I want to say they were because, just uh, mess, they were they were just made a they they thought that would be something funny because I mean all the characters are like rats. Yeah, I think. And at one point they get it's dumb. It's a fun but dumb movie. Yeah, uh, it sounds like I need to add to my list. All right. Uh, Oh yeah, we're here, to, we're here to talk. Uh, we're here to talk about an animated movie, yeah. right? I think. So, uh, oh wait, what have you been watching? Well, I think the only other thing that I have had a chance to watch besides my normal stuff, because I'm still watching through Phineas and Ferb, I'm still watching through Clone Wars, trying to get caught up. But uh, I was introduced to another show while we were visiting our friend. Oh, uh, oh, that. <laughs> that is, it, I'm not gonna. 
if it's the one you think I'm bringing up, it's not that one. Okay, that one. Okay, it's not that one. That one was weird. <laughs> They'll talk about that later. Um, <laughs> no, uh, the uh, the one I'm talking about is uh, I don't want to get hurt, so I'm going to put all my oh, points in yes. defense. I love that. I love that. That was so much fun. <laughs> I it don't is... want to get hurt, so I what? Put all my points in defense. Oh, you know, okay. I was watch. I went to see if... The newest episodes of My Hero Academia had been dubbed yet, and they hadn't. But that was the thing that Funimation yes. was advertising on the streaming that service. Thing is, that show is so much fun. I don't, I don't see how it is. But then again, I also well, thought the premise of One do you Punch like Man. E, do you like Isekai? Was ridiculous. What is Isekai? Isekai is well, it's the word. The word is Japanese for another world, but it's this. It's the genre name that's been given to all these anime where uh, uh, the, guy, the main character the... dies and gets reincarnated in another world, yeah. and they're some and they're completely overpowered. It's kind of like that, except she is actually still playing a game. Wait, so is that separate from the shows like? I mean, Sword uh, Sword Art Online Sword is Online? technically Isekai. Okay, but I mean, technically, I think, Digimon is Isekai too. I think there's an oversaturation of Isekai. There is very right much there an is. oversaturation. It's like they get but one thing is, that's popular. It yeah. really it started all back in the day by, um, oh, what was the name of that video game that came out? That narrows it down. The one, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> the one is the boy who had the like the light green hair, almost like jade colored. Man, what was that game? He like went into a digital world. Like got stuck there or something. Are you talking about dot hack? Dot hack, thank you. Okay, yeah. that's dot hack sign. Dot hack sign, which I think is it spawned off an anime, didn't it? Or did it start the anime? I think was first. I think that's the and original. Then they right? were making. Well, let me rephrase. I believe they were already in the process of making their four part series, but the show got made and released first, and then the, the games got delayed or something like that. Gotcha. So that's uh, my first exposure to yeah. something like that was Dot Hack Sign. So not Digimon. Because Digimon is technically Isekai. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I, you see, I don't... It's not real. It's not how we yeah, normally it's like, say it. But it's like it's, if, yeah. if Isekai and Pokemon got together and yeah, made a pretty baby. Much. Yeah, pretty um, much. I actually, and I favor Digimon far right. more than I do Pokemon. Let's fair. Amen, brother. Yeah. I'm team, I'm team Digimon all the way. <laughs> <laughs> Drew looks like he has opinions about that. I was trying to think of a of, of some uh, of a song, but I can't think of it uh, right now. Anyway, yeah. yeah. How long did Ash take to get, actually win something? He is a ten year old with twenty two years of experience. He's what every employer is looking for. <laughs> <laughs> He's. <laughs> And he's willing he's to work for nothing. He's apparently. ageless. He's ageless, just like The Simpsons. Uh, since this is a shorts episode, we are going to skip the news. Yep. Because we are no recording news. this about a month before y'all are hearing it. So we're going to jump straight into the spoiler-free section of our review uh, for Space Jam. Space Jam. Here's the old chance. Do your dance, dance at, at the, the Space, Space Jam. Jam. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right, all right. Okay, <laughs> what is uh, what are your thoughts? Space Jam is a very iconic movie for me as a person who was born in the eighties and grew up in the nineties. Uh, the movie to me is just synonymous with all things nineties. It's got the attitude, kind of the humor style. It's very vibrant and action packed. 
so this movie holds a special place in my heart. In fact, we talked about this film in the early days of my podcast, how it was, you know, one of the definitive things that kind of one of those movies that de- just defines a decade. And yeah. I think this movie definitely does define a decade. It's uh, got some goofiness mixed with some relatively heartwarming moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's solid and watching it again with you guys as an adult, I can say honestly that it holds up from when I'm a, ch- when I was a child. So yeah, this has always been a favorite of mine and it continues to be so. All right. Jacob, what are your thoughts? Oh, like Aaron be like growing up watching it as a kid. I enjoyed it definitely for the animation style, the animation and definitely Michael Jordan because Michael Jordan was the thing back then. Oh yeah. Back mm-hmm. in the early, I think the early nineties. And, as a kid, I enjoyed it, and there were certain parts of it I didn't like so much. And now looking at it retrospectively, and now just watching it uh, for this review, it's changed, my, it's changed my perspective on how I perceive the movie now. And I really enjoy it, and I can't believe I don't have this in my collection yet, just because of that. And be like, it's be like, it's a movie that does have errors, it does have flaws, but... Down to its core has a very amazing story about basketball and Looney Tunes. And it's a fun movie. It's a fun movie that I think anybody uh, who is not be like, if you have not watched it, watch it. And plus, apparently, they're coming out with a Space Jam 2, apparently. 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 We don't next know if that's year. next year. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, I think that might be delayed, perhaps indefinitely, because they were I'm looking at... I'm fine with that, actually. They well, were looking at casting Kobe Bryant for it. Uh, yeah, that's going to be some trouble. Yeah. I don't think it was Kobe Bryant. It was a... Uh, was it not Kobe Bryant? No. I could have sworn it was Kobe no, Bryant. No, it wasn't Kobe Bryant. Oh, wait. Was it one of the players for um, the, the Houston... Nope. What's the name of the Houston team? Texans. The Houston Rockets. Houston Rockets. Oh my gosh! Can you tell we're sports fans? <laughs> oh, um, wait, wait till you we get into mine. No, it's not the Houston Rockets. It's the Rockets as the basketball. Oh, team. you're you're talking about uh uh Dallas Mavericks. No, that's a Houston team. Rockets. No, no, it's not. I'm thinking of um. You're right. It is the Houston Rockets. I'm thinking of the San Antonio. San Antonio Spurs. Spurs, okay. thank you. My it's gosh. It's a San Antonio team? <laughs> no yes. disrespect. No disrespect be, to sports fans. I no. shouldn't be surprised, but I don't know. Yeah, Was it I, one of the Spurs players I, that we're looking at? Because the Spurs were pretty hot the last few years. I would agree with you. I don't believe it's one of those players. I think it's one of the bigger A, you know, uh, upper league players. I can't remember his name, but it wasn't Kobe Bryant. Uh, I could be mistaken, but uh, we'll have to look that up later. Anyways, so, yeah. Yeah, we'll look that up in the break. Yeah. So, yeah. So, what do you, what do you think? What is your non-spoilery thoughts, Drew? So, here's the thing. I am not a sports person in the slightest. I knew of Michael... As a kid, I knew of Michael Jordan, of course, because you can't watch television without knowing who Michael Jordan is in that time period. Uh, so also, who didn't play NBA Jam growing up? Can I get a hallelujah? I did not play I NBA didn't... Jam growing up because I didn't have a video game console growing up. Me neither. I will see myself out. <laughs> no, admittedly, hey, I my did. brothers did. Now, here's the I thing. Mean, I did have a Sega Genesis, but I only had three games. Okay. 
Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Okay. Uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine Crossroads of Time. All right. Not surprised. <laughs> and something called Hard Driving. The worst racing game I've ever played. I can vouch for one of those games. Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog, Hedgehog 2. 2. <laughs> but those are the only three games I had for that Genesis. So, uh, yeah, I didn't play NBA Jam. Uh, uh, it's a, as, I, a, as a arcade-style sports game, it was fun. Now, you have to understand, I'm not a sports person either. Yeah. The uh, sportiest I get on any console nowadays is Mario Kart, and I think I think <laughs> you'd be hard-pressed to try to sell that off as a sports game. It's definitely it's a racing game. It's arcade style racing. Though. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's definitely not a simulation. But no, then I don't. I wouldn't not play, like I wouldn't play simulation if you paid me on anything. I would do not, air simulation, like that's fighter different. fighter jets and all that. Anyway, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, it's fine. Uh, so, but I do remember this movie being huge when I was a oh, kid. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody uh, talked about it. This would have come out when I was in fifth grade, if I remember correctly. Hang on, and. Um, it was back when we had to take the toss test. Ugh. If y'all remember that in school. Nah. Nah, nah, yeah. Nah. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know why. That's no, okay. Yeah. Anyway. And I remember we had the principal at that school, because I didn't go to school here in Jacksonville. I was in Lindale. Uh, the principal at the school decided he was going to do a pep rally for to get us pumped up to take the toss test. So stupid. Yay. And he... Thought, rah, and rah, since rah. Taz and Taz sound somewhat alike, he kept showing clips from this movie specifically of the Tasmanian Devil throughout this pep rally. It's stupid. Don't get me wrong. It's just this is my early memories of this movie. Besides <laughs> the one, the first time I watched it, and I remember I liked it then. But and the, of course, the first time I saw this, I rented it. It was a VHS copy, and it anyway. It's just. I mainly wanted to watch it because you're going to have live action and Looney Tunes in the same thing. And because I had not heard of Roger Rabbit at this point, I thought that was an interesting and amazing idea. Huh. So, yeah, I, that's the main reason I, I did not watch Roger Rabbit as a kid. Quit okay. giving me that look. <laughs> I did not find out Roger Rabbit existed until I was after until after the 2000s. Uh, okay. You're for growth. Whereas, unfortunately, I had a very different experience with Roger Rabbit growing up. <laughs> but uh, this is one of those movies where it's good only because it how how absurd. Yes, what you're seeing actually is. Well, when you think about it, at its core concept, it's brilliant because yes, it is. Mm-hmm. not it is. only are you going to bring in sports fans, but who doesn't love Looney Tunes? Yeah. True, and this so is this was didn't it, like sports? and this is at the tail end of where everybody knew who the Looney Tunes were because right. it's before they decided uh, they decided Looney Tunes was too violent for let's let kids watch, which is true. That is very true. Yeah, parents let their kids watch SpongeBob for some reason. Well, it's not as violent. I guess not. Technically, no, he's you're a sponge. Right. It's not. It's not. He's yeah. not. But uh, he's a sponge. He just yeah, he, that just means he yeah, sets up all the abuse he gets. He doesn't have a spine. Yeah, that's what that's what it is. They <laughs> trade they trade physical abuse for verbal abuse. Yes, and that's fine. Is, is it, it though? These are the same people who <laughs> were not mad at a. They they wouldn't let Samurai Jack fight real people because that's too violent. But 
You want him to destroy robots? Yeah, we'll let you do that. Yeah. Oh, he until he until eviscerates. the last until the last season when they put it on Adult Swim so he could kill things. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not quite certain why they made that choice. Because robots have no feelings. They're not well, no, human. No, no, no. Why they made the choice to put to make the last season more gritty and violent? Because they were going for an, the, the, uh, the audience, Jack fans, that the audience that grew adults? up with it, pretty yeah. much. Okay, they're the ones who are going to watch it. Yeah, I get it. Well, no, I mean, uh, new generations could get into it. I agree. Just like Star Wars. But at the same time, Cartoon Network has been done a lot of stupid things. That's all beside the point. <laughs> it's a fun movie for the absurdity of it all. It's one of the three sports movies that I actually like. Uh, so, which, which is high praise coming from me. Um, it's just a good fun movie and i think everyone should at least give it a shot and it's one of those you kind of gotta turn your brain off a little just it's accept somewhat. what you're seeing yeah don't overthink it it's looney tunes and yeah it's it's looney tunes and it's michael jordan and bugs bunny playing basketball against uh, aliens from outer space who are also animated you're also animated kind of accept what you're seeing yes uh, so yeah, that's going to bring us to uh, the end of our spoiler-free section. Uh, after the break, we will right hit our uh, spoiler-filled section. So if you do not want to be spoiled, uh, go ahead and uh, pause us now and come back later. The following is a spoiler-filled review for the movie Space Jam. Listener discretion is advised. All right, we are back, and uh, t- to uh, comment on what we said we were going to look up on break, uh, who is the... Uh, person in space jam 2 lebron james all right so that's who we f- that's who's coming back for space jam 2 instead of uh michael jordan originally according to the article there was talks of a sequel film right after the first one came out but was ultimately delayed seemingly indefinitely because of michael jordan's refusal to return they probably wouldn't build him another uh basketball, basketball court, court. <laughs> probably not <laughs> anyway so uh, this movie Space Jam was directed by Joe Pitka, and he is primarily a commercial director. Literally, this is his only movie directing credit that I could find. Uh, It was written by Leo Benvenuti, and I'm probably saying that wrong, Steve Rudnick, Timothy Harris, and Herschel Weingrod. Uh, Leo uh, and Steve both wrote The Santa Claus. Okay. And uh, Steve also wrote uh, a couple episodes of the Muppets television show that came out in 2000, the most recent one. Okay. Gotcha. 2015, I think. Uh, Timothy Harris wrote uh, the script for the 2009 Astro Boy movie. And uh, Herschel also wrote Kindergarten Cop, of all things. Uh, The music was by James Newton Howard, Mm -hmm. whose most famous score was King Kong 2005, the Peter Jackson one. I got you. That's an excellent score. Oh, yeah. Agreed. Very good. Uh, For the cast, anytime I ran across someone who was essentially playing themselves, I tried to find stuff where they weren't playing themselves, where they have a different credit. Unfortunately, I failed miserably on the first one because... Michael Jordan has only ever played himself. I think Michael Jordan had to have his arm twisted maybe a little bit. A little bit, yes. Space Jam. But this is the only thing I... His, he did not have anything else that he was credited for where he played 
a different character than I imagine himself. Warner Brothers wrote him a very nice check. Oh, probably. Uh, Wayne Knight plays Stan Podolak. He uh, is most famous for playing Nedry on Jurassic Park and Newman on Seinfeld. Hello, Newman. Uh, I failed again on finding stuff for Larry Bird because he only had two acting credits. Okay. This one, and as a character where he played himself in something called Blue Chips. Sounds familiar. It looked like it might have been a basketball documentary. I couldn't tell. I didn't do that much research, unfortunately. Yeah, maybe someone in our audience knows who that, what movie that is. Perhaps. Just let us know. Uh, Bill Murray. Oh, you're going to be hard-pressed to find anything he's done. Oh, oh yeah. yes. Bill Murray uh, plays Phil in Groundhog Day and daughter, Dr. Peter Vinkman in Ghostbusters and lots of other things. I'm sure most lots more people can come across. Things. But those are the two big ones. Stripes. Yeah. Wow, that's the only thing that came to mind. Day. Groundhog Day. I brought day. up Groundhog Day. You did green, uh, Caddyshack. Yeah. Caddyshack. That's true. Caddyshack 2. Was he in Caddyshack 2? I don't I have no idea. Can't remember. Well, I, do I don't know. know. I knew Barely thing, any of the cast returned for two. Yeah. What I understand about Bill Murray, Bill Murray was very finicky, and he still is very finicky about like the roles he accepts. The roles mm-hmm. he accepts and actually you know committing to them. Because as far as I understand, it'd be like when uh, they send him a script, then he'd be like, oh, I'll be there. But the like the date of shooting, he will show up or he won't show up. Yeah, he can. He definitely walks to the beat of his own drum. Uh, him and Harold Ramis had a big falling out. Yeah, later mm-hmm. in the years, which was one of his biggest collaborators in the eighties. You know, they brought us Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. and Stripes mm-hmm. and uh, Animal House. You know, films like that. Yeah. Um, but then they had a huge falling out. They they later did it reconcile. After, it was during Groundhog yeah. Day where they had that trouble. Yeah. They later did reconcile before um, before Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis, Ramis thank dead. you. Wow. I just said his name. How could I have already yeah. forgotten? Harold Ramis's unfortunate passing a few years ago. So there's at least that that they reconciled. But not before they made the Ghostbusters 3 video game because Bill Murray literally phoned his lines in because he wouldn't come in to record. Yep. At least he phoned him in. At least that. Um, nowadays, Bill Murray is probably best known for being one of uh, Wes Anderson's squad because he's in a lot of Wes Anderson mm. films. Hmm. Makes sense. Uh, Charles Barkley played himself, of course. And apparently in an episode of The Goldbergs, he played a character named Coach Green. I've watched the first two and a half seasons of Goldbergs, but I have not seen him yet, so... Hmm. It must be later in the show. I don't know. I it look. I didn't see what season it was. Uh, the Goldberg, it, and it kind of looked like it was just a cameo. Have role. you ever watched the Goldbergs? No. It's a very charming show. It's about a family in the eighties. It's very mm. good. Okay. Patrick Ewing played himself, and in The Exorcist Three, he plays the Angel of Death. I can see that. Okay. <laughs> He's got that intimidating presence. Mm-hmm. Larry Johnson played himself. And uh, his other uh, role, where he played someone besides himself, he played a character named Grandmama in Family Matters. <laughs> oh, I think I remember that episode. I think. Anyways. Yeah. Ahmad Rashad was, played himself. In, some, in Jailbirds, he played Larry Braddock. He played... Th- on the Cosby Show, he played three different announcers in three different episodes, but he was an announcer in each one. Huh. Uh, Sergeant Kenner in Monsters, 
and Dr. Xander in something called A Different World. Hmm. I haven't heard any of those. Vlad or Vlad Devac, which I believe was the Russian dude at the when they were closing down when they, when they wouldn't go into uh, the sport the thing because they thought the germs had somehow come from New York. To, oh my! Uh, oh yeah, that that Russian guy. <laughs> that Russian guy. Yes, the Russian guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> actually, he's technically Yugoslavian. Okay, thank you. <laughs> uh, he played Hugo Boss in That's Driving hilarious. Me Crazy. Delivery Man in Coach, the TV show. Uh, Gene Viglione in Driving Me Crazy. Beat Player Morse in Juana Man. Vampir Toza in, and I'm not going to say this right, Krini Gruja, which I believe is a Yugoslavian production. Okay. And the other Safe Yugoslavian production, he played a character named Pretpostavigeni. <laughs> In We Are Not Angels 3, Rock and Roll Strike Back. Wow. That's a mouthful. That is a mouthful. Uh, Cedric Cabellos played himself, and he played a character named Frederick in Jimmy. And uh, Jim Rome played himself, and all he was credited for on IMDb, uh, besides acting in this movie, was he was a writer on The Jim Rome Show, Rome, and Rome is Burning, which from what I could tell, all three are sports commentary shows. Got it. Fair. But Rome is Burning had 282 episodes, so I had to figure out what that was. Gotcha. Uh, Paul Westfall played himself, and he had no other acting credits. And uh, Danny Ainge, I probably said that wrong, uh, he played something called a Sunbeam Teacher in The Singles Ward. Okay. Uh, there were two other little, I, I'm calling them cameo roles, even though they're not credited as such. But Patricia Heaton has played, that was the woman that was sitting next to the the little, uh, the Monstars before they became Monstars at the basketball oh, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the one who was saying, I thought you were going to be- get better seats this yeah. year. Yeah. Well, she plays uh, Deborah Barone and Everybody Loves Raymond Amen. and Frankie Heck in the middle. Frankie Heck. Yes. <laughs> what a name. And uh, her boyfriend that was supposed to get better seats was Dan Castellaneta, who's most famous for playing Homer Simpson. Okay. And now we're getting into the animated cast. All right. Billy West played Bugs Bunny and Elmer Fudd. He's most famous for playing Philip J. Fry, Professor Farnsworth, Zap Brannigan, and Dr. Zoidberg in Futurama. Don't forget about Doug. Doug? Yeah. He was the voice of Doug, too. Oh, yeah. He was the voice of Doug. Was I, his first, about I think that. that was his first voice acting yeah. gig was huh. Doug. He also is the, is the current voice of the Red Eminem. And uh, for a while, he was the voice of Buzz the Bee for Honey Nut Cheerios. Okay, yeah. Hmm. D. Bradley Baker plays Daffy Duck, the Tasmanian Devil, and the Bull. And he is most famous for playing every single clone trooper in Star Wars The Clone Wars. <laughs> he That's plays he is the voice of Perry the Platypus in Phineas and Ferb. I would love to know where that is, because I think that might just be his little growls. Because that's all his only voice role voice utterance, I believe. And he is this week's uh, Kingdom Hearts reference, because Go in Kingdom Hearts One, oh, man. he's the voice of Waka. 
Waka Waka. Okay, yeah. He's from Final Fantasy X. Yeah. Re- replacing uh, the guy, uh, Bender from uh, oh, Final Fantasy X. Uh, Joe DiMaggio. Joe DiMaggio. He Joe replaces DiMaggio, Joe DiMaggio yeah. from uh, Final Fantasy X. Oh, as wow. Waka. I didn't know Joe DiMaggio did Waka's voice in Final Fantasy X. Yeah, that's Joe Crazy. DiMaggio. Okay, cool. You can hear it after a while. It's because he's got that thick Islander accent in Final Fantasy X. Yeah, I didn't get into Futurama immediately, which I know is the main thing that Joe DiMaggio is known for. Yeah. Um, I think Joe DiMaggio also plays in Disenchanted, doesn't he? I think so. Yeah. It would make sense. Anyway, Danny DeVito plays Swackhammer. <laughs> what a great name for a villain. Uh, he is most known for being the Penguin in Batman Returns. Wow, wow. Phil in Hercules. Back in the show Taxi, he played Louis De Palma, and he was also the Red Eminem in a more, in a recent commercial where he was when the Red Eminem got turned into a human. Worlds are colliding. It's huh. a weird commercial. Okay, I don't know what how it's supposed to make me want M and M's, but it did happen. So does this mean this is like it's trying to the, the, Danny DeVito is the embodiment of the Red Eminem? Yes. At this point, yes. Oh, yes, I remember seeing that. That was the weirdest commercial ever. One of them. Uh, Bob Bergen played Bertie, Hubie, Marvin the Martian, Porky Pig, and Tweety. And the the biggest thing I saw he was in was uh, in Avengers Assemble, he played Winter Soldier. Okay. Hmm. I've watched a little bit of that. Bill Farmer played Sylvester, Yosemite Sam, and Foghorn Leghorn. And he's most famous for being the current voice of Goofy, including playing Goofy in Kingdom Hearts. Gosh. Uh, June Foray played Granny. She was Grandmother Fa in Mulan. Uh, Lena Hyena in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Way back in Cinderella, she played Lucifer. Really? Yes. Interesting. The cat. From Cinderella, if you don't know, and she's also the original voice of Rocky in, from Rocky and Bullwinkle. For that, wow, cat. yeah, but yeah, she's also the voice of Rocky in Rocky and Bullwinkle. Okay, yeah. Uh, Maurice Lamarche played Pepe Le Pew. He's most famous for playing the Brain in both Animaniacs and Pinky and the Brain, <laughs> and in Wreck It Ralph, he played Tapper. Oh, okay. okay, yeah. The bartender, right? Yes, yeah. from Root Beer Tapper, which Root is based Tapper, on yeah. uh, Budweiser Tapper. Yeah, when it was in the bars. Um, Katie Soshi, I'm probably saying that wrong, was played Lola Bunny, and her most famous role is playing Princess Sally Acorn in Sonic: A Saturday Morning. Nice. Okay. Very I was solid, happy to see that. Very solid show. Mm-hmm. Jocelyn Blue played Nerdluck Pound, which is the nerdy version. I mean, I'm, in, I'm getting to the Monstars now. This Anytime I say Nerdluck, that's the little guys. Because that's literally what they're called, apparently. Okay. But uh, she played Nerdluck Pound. And, uh, inv- in, in, and in Invader Zim, she played Agent Tuna Ghost. I don't know. Uh, Darnell Suttles played Monstar Pound. And he's just been an extra in, like, a lot of stuff. He doesn't have any big standout roles. He just plays a lot of extras. Huh. Uh, Catherine Reitman plays Nerdluck Bupkus. And in the current uh, show Blackish, she plays Lucy. Dorian Harewood played Monstar Bupkus. And uh, he played Martian Manhunter on The Batman. 
the and I think he's played Martian Manhunter on a couple other DC stuff. Okay. But the first one I ran across was The Batman. Uh, Colleen Wainwright played Nerdluck Knot and Sniffles. And in something called Avenue 43, she played Margot. T.K. Carter played Monstar Knot. And uh, do y'all remember a show on Cartoon Network called What a Cartoon? Yes, vaguely. Well, if for those of you who don't know, What a Cartoon was essentially a, a show where they just showed shorts. Most of the time it was pilots of shows they wanted to see if how they would play, whether or not they would uh, expand it. One of these was a short called uh, What's Going On Back There? And in, he, in that, he played a character named Sledgehammer Opossum. <laughs> uh, Charity James played uh, Nerdluck Blanco. And in Gargoyles, he played Echidna. Steve Cahala played Monstar Blanco and the announcer. And in Men in Black, the series, he played Dr. Zandaz Zeltor. I, I didn't watch Men in Black, the series. I so. did not either. Me neither. I didn't even see the third movie. Third movie was good, in my opinion. Uh, June Melby played Nerdluck Bang. And apparently in something called Midnight Caller, she played a catering boss. Joey Kamen played um, Monster ba- Monstar Bang. And he played Bosco in the Sam and Max uh, series that, that uh, Telltale Games put out. Hmm. And uh, was the voice of Terrafin in the Skylanders games. Okay. Last and most certainly, not least, is our good buddy Frank Welker uh, playing Charles it. the Dog. He played Charles the Dog. He played Charles the Dog. <laughs> so literally, just growls. Pretty much growls. Well, that's Frank Welker. Yep. <laughs> he plays a lot of dogs. Uh, he also was in uh, Three Below: Tales of Arcadia. Played the character Lug. And in Troll Hunters: Tales of Arcadia, he played the goblins. Fragwa and the gruesome and in the animated aladdin and i believe in the live action aladdin he was the cave of wonders that makes sense okay so what's our box office look like all right so let's break it down a little bit all right so this movie was released on november 15th 1996 is produced by warner brothers animation it was distributed by warner brothers company it had a budget of eight had a budget of eighty million. Its opening weekend U.S. opening was twenty-seven point five million dollars, which was on November seventeenth, two days later. Its U.S. gross was ninety point seven ninety point seven million dollars, and its worldwide gross was two hundred and thirty point four million dollars. Okay, so nice. it definitely made its budget back. Yeah. Oh yeah. Plus some, which is what you yeah. Well, with this, how would it not? Yeah, yeah and, no, and no wonder they were so eager to get a sequel out as fast as they could. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good and numbers. it's just taking until oh, yeah. 2020 or 2021 when the new one comes out. 2021. 2021. All right. So, quick synopsis on this movie. Based on a Nike, com- uh, Nike shoe commercial, mm-hmm. uh, Michael Jordan is decided to give up basketball to play baseball. At the same time, a theme park with horrible attendance and is hor- that is horribly run decides they need new attractions. So they decide to kidnap the Looney Tunes. Uh, this was apparently before Six Flags had kidnapped the Looney Tunes to force them into their attractions. <laughs> However, 
the Looney Tunes uh, convinced, uh, trick the aliens into allowing them to give them a chance to defend themselves. And uh, the Looney Tunes attempt to try and tri- uh, trip the... Bleh. The Looney Tunes convince them that they can, you know, attack, attack them if they can beat them in a game of basketball because these little aliens are short little pieces of... Well, this doesn't go over too well. The uh, aliens, now knowing what basketball is, decides they're going to steal all the talents of the top players of the NBA. They don't steal Michael Jordan's because Michael Jordan's a ba- is a baseball player at this point. So they steal the, pa- the abilities of Charles Barkley and several others. several others whose names I can't think of. My apologies. Even though I just listed them all, I just can't remember who's who. Um, so now that the these little aliens have turned into monsters, as they prefer to call themselves, the Looney Tunes kidnap Recruit. Michael Jordan so uh, he so he can play for them. He decides to help them, and uh, it all comes down to a basketball game between the two. And uh, spoiler alert: the the uh, the Toon Squad, as the team ends up being called, is the winners. Yeah, by one point. One point because it and took that stretch. long. It took that long for Michael Jordan to realize he has. While he's there, he can act like a tune himself. Yes, and break the laws of the physical world. Yes. Yeah. So, Aaron, what is your first like of this movie? Well, my first like, and this is going to be tough because there are so many things I love, love, love about this movie. But um, I will say the first thing I will mention that I love about this film is the soundtrack. It's very much, uh, again, just synonymous with music that was coming out in the 90s. Very upbeat, very kind of get your blood pumping, something you can move and dance to. Uh, you got things like the Space Jam theme from uh, Quad City DJs, Fly Like an Eagle by the Steve Miller Band, and I Can Believe I Can Fly by R. Kelly. Uh, these songs, every single time they came on, it was very appropriately used. They kind of helped paint a uh, picture, an audible picture of the energy that I think went in conjunction with what was going on on screen. You know, from the moment the movie starts, it's playing R. Kelly's. I believe I can fly mm-hmm. while a young Michael Jordan is practicing shooting hoops after midnight um, and has a meaningful conversation with his father before the main credits of the movie kick off to Quad City DJ's Space Jam theme. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I just I feel like the music was very well utilized in here and definitely helped get you pumped for everything that was happening on the screen. All right. Jacob, what's your first like? Oh, the animation, like always. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the animation in this movie is there again. It's 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 Looney Tune animation. Yes, and I'm not gonna say it blends seamlessly with you know live action you know live action plates, in which that'll be come up in our dislikes. But uh, I enjoy the animation of how the you know, there again it is Looney Tunes and the the way in which the characters are designed their they're iconic characters in the same way of how our, our, uh, the monsters are designed and it's all around. The animation is really good, really, really spectacular. And I enjoyed the animation definitely with this time around. What about you, Drew? My first like is the absurdity of what I'm asked to look at. (laughs) 
This is an absolutely absurd movie, and I love it for 100%. You've got Michael Jordan, a big basketball player in the 90s, and Bugs Bunny as the lead credits for this movie. That's crazy enough in and of itself. Yeah, what's up, Doc? Secondly, while there is a little bit of not quite having the comedic timing of the classic cartoons, yeah. Every single joke I do believe is on point. Agreed. It's they are all the characters, even the minuscule cameo characters like the mouse that gets killed, not killed, but flattened three seconds after he's on on screen, um, is very much in the style of the of the original cartoon. Oh yes, that they appeared in the and you get cameos from all of these stuff. I saw. Uh, the boys of Dover Hall in a in a background shot, which I you may not even know who that is. No, I saw. Of course, Michigan J Frog has a quick cameo yes. at one point. Uh, and every every major character to minor character, they pulled from the entire width and breadth mm-hmm. of the Looney Tunes character library, which mm-hmm. is huge. Oh yeah, especially for these crowd scenes in the uh, in the in the stadium. And it's amazing how much you get. And it's this, this absurd notion to the fact that Bill Murray shows up at right at the end of this movie, despite the fact he was earlier in the movie too. Yeah. But he comes up, and his entire reason for being there is, oh, I know the producer. He gave me a lift. Yeah, or he got that the was hysterical. To give me a, lift. And a, a part of you is going, okay, he just broke the fourth Breaking wall. Breaking the fourth wall. Mm-hmm. And I don't care. <laughs> I don't care at all because it's just so absurd that, of course, Bill Murray is going to be our deus ex machina for this particular movie. It's a man who can't play basketball. Nope. So, yeah, that's my first like. Aaron, what is your second like? So this might come as a bit of a surprise because with all the antics on the screen and this movie is very much centered around Michael Jordan and the Looney Tunes. Yes. But... Watching this movie again today, one of my favorite aspects, I'm going to make this my number two since I'm limited on my likes. Mm -hmm. We all are. I love what's happening in the real world Mm -hmm. with the basketball players who have lost their talent. (laughs) That is great. And the rumors of this curse that's floating around in the NBA yes. from players not wanting to go into locker rooms to entire stadiums getting shut down to the entire NBA stopping, stopping basketball because five players all of a sudden lost their juju. Yes. <laughs> which and they're enough, trying all this other stuff to get it to come, to get to come yeah. back, back, which ironically enough, the most absurd thing they tried was the thing that yielded the best result. They just didn't pay attention yes. to it was when they went and saw the fortune teller. Yes. And she tells them exactly, exactly what happened. what's going on. That There's Michael Jordan is in the Looney Tunes world, world. Yes. And with Bugs Bunny, and he's about to play a basketball game, game against the aliens who stole their powers. And then there's like, yeah, we're, we're good. We're just going to get up. Let's go try acupuncture. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like, you know, things from... From the shortest one being pushed in a wheelchair to the three tall ones walking behind, yeah, and banging, banging their, their head collectively against the wall. hitting their heads on the entryway. I would love to know how many times they shot that oh in order gosh. to get that. 
right in sync. To I, I like to think they did not realize that doorway was there and they were just walking along. Yeah. And they walked under it and they weren't paying attention because they were following the camera. Like, because that's what happened with the guy in well, Star Well, also, Wars. you got to understand, oh, yeah. it just it further plays into they've lost their reflexes. Yes. Yeah. But so, it's, it's a great shot. It is a great hilarious. shot. To, you know, um, Charles Barkley going... He kind of went on his own little journey yes. from from praying in a Catholic church, it seemed. Yes. Begging God, saying things like, I'll never skip church again. Yeah. I'll never date Madonna again. again. <laughs> um, or I never, never say bad, never curse again. Um, to uh, getting uh, destroyed by a group of street basketball players, a, yes. bunch, of, uh, a bunch of girls yes. playing basketball and he goes and just gets crushed by them but they think he's charles barkley it's like oh you're not charles barkley you're just some guy who looks like him. who looks like him get out of here so um the one part that makes me laugh more than anything is the team that's refused to go into the locker room oh but basically yeah. the the manager said like no you got to go in there and then it pans back to the players that are all, all wearing, wearing gas, gas masks, masks. <laughs> i i had to I was done. I was yeah. very disarmed. I forgot all about that scene, and it tickled me for minutes. Yes. So I will say that is my the the, the real world shenanigans mm. is my number two. Okay, Jacob, what's your second like? Uh, would actually be Michael Jordan's acting. I was very surprised by that. Uh, I, I know it's I know it's it's weird. It's odd. I'm I'm not saying he's perfect. I'm not saying that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's you know Academy Award winning actor. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that he came across like legitimate as a like who he was. He was playing himself. And it was very it was interesting. It was interesting to see him just, you know, act because you're used to him playing basketball or playing mm-hmm. terribly at baseball. But it was when I was a kid, I thought, oh man, this just stinks. And then reflecting back on it in this viewing, I was like, that wasn't half bad. It wasn't that bad. I'm, you know, there again, I'm not saying Michael Jordan was the be-all, end-all of professional actors at all. But I'm saying is that I enjoyed his performance. Okay. What is your number two? My second like is going to have to be the design of Moron Mountain. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And a couple other little references I'm going to throw into this. But amusement, I'm just going to say amusement parks in general, but mostly Moron Mountain in this case. Yeah. Because, A, Moron Mountain is completely horrible amusement park, as we can see. I mean, yep. one of the rides breaks down, uh, nearly killing this family. And the worst thing they could say is, this place is lame. Don't bring me any... Don't bring me any... Bleh. Don't bring me here anymore, all right? <laughs> and they're just worried that, oh, the, the kid doesn't want to come back. Well, we need more attractions. How about you fix the attractions you got right now? There's, a pro- there's an idea. <laughs> Standard, but, standard, flawed fix. Try to fix the external because you can't change the internal. Exactly. Right. But I love that. And then you've got one other little quick one I'm going to throw in here. When uh, Daffy Duck suggests they name their team the Ducks. Oh, that was hilarious. And Bugs Bunny says, what kind of Mickey Mouse organization would name their team the Ducks? You did get very tickled at that. <laughs> when you have the Mighty Ducks... And the fact that the Disney-owned team, hockey team in Anaheim, they named the Ducks. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. So, yeah, yes. that's Multi-layered my, joke. That is, I love meta humor like that. So, let's hit our uh, dislikes then, shall we? 
Aaron, what's your first dislike? Well, this is awkward. Um, my first dislike, and you have to understand, because this movie holds a lot of nostalgia for me, and because I do legitimately just think it's a good film, there is the one chord dislike I have about this film, but the other one is just purely going to be because I'm having to look for flaws. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not impressed with Michael Jordan's acting in this. <laughs> Oh my Sorry, gosh. Jacob, and it's and it's fine. Like you, you made some good points, and I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to. Oh yeah, it's to dog on you or dunk on you. <laughs> hey, yes. basketball, um, Ray. I'm a to Ray. me, and this and this isn't Michael's fault. He's not an actor. No, he, he's not. He is a basketball player. He's an athlete. Now, sometimes people can cross those thresholds and be multi talented. Athletes could be musicians or actors, and vice versa. Um, but to me, Michael Jordan's performance in this was just very wooden. It seems like he was just more reacting than interacting yeah. to me. Um, and again, I do not blame him. He, you know, he, he did the best he could with what he had. And there are some moments where I feel like he brought it, like when um, Porky Pig was saying, like, maybe we should just quit and go home. And he went and said, like, I didn't get my drag I had to get my butt dragged all the way here just to get kicked by uh, kicked around by some thug aliens. Like that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, but that was also he caught me. How many times has he had that that conversation in the locker room with his fellow teammates? Yeah. You know. So yeah, if I have to choose dislikes, um, I, Michael Jordan's performance was just underwhelming to me. Mm. All right. Mine would be uh, going back to one. My my first point was um, animation. The scene in which Daffy and Bugs go into the real world to go get Michael's shoes, shoes and his shorts. How now, mind you, this was 10 years because what was it? Uh, Who from Roger Rabbit came out in what year? Uh, 80. I was like 86, 84, 85, 86, somewhere in there. Yeah, somewhere around there. So about 10, about 10 years prior to early to mid 80s. Yeah. Yeah. So. The animation in this movie is great. The problem is, is when they go when we have characters going into the real world, they try to use the exact same kind of uh, multi-layer shadows and drops and what have you mm-hmm. on these two characters, and they just don't seem to work because they don't blend in with our backgrounds. Obviously, they're tunes, but they need to somehow kind of blend in with the with the uh, the current situation, and they seem to kind of stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah. And to kind of top that one off would be uh, Charles the Bulldog, because when he com- when he comes through when he comes through because his proportions go up and be like fluctuate yeah. so much. Compared, oh compared yeah, I didn't notice that. In both times he shows up, I was too yeah. busy wondering how he got into the closet. Yeah. <laughs> but both when Daffy meets him in the doghouse and when. Charles somehow magically transports up to the closet. Yeah. He always appears to be bigger than Daffy. But yet when oh, the yeah. kids come in. And he turns back into his regular self. Right. Yeah. And then the, the tunes are taller than the kids. Yeah. 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 No, you're right. There's proportional issues there. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice that's that. All, that's all I've got. What do you got, Drew? My main dislike on this is a lot of the stadium shots of the audience uh, in a lot of cases, they are just, and admittedly, what do I expect them to be? Not facing towards the game yeah. when we look at them. But uh, in many cases, some of them appear not to be layered correctly. Okay. There was a couple shots where I noted some characters were overlapped on different, on the like 
there was one one of the characters that was near one of the tunnels mm-hmm. there in that same shot. Uh, it looked like she was overlapped on the on the wall weirdly. Yeah, if that makes sense. And plus, almost every single one of those characters had a three panel loop that played on them the entire time they were reacting and it was obvious it was only three panels oh some cases it was like three uh, each one of those sorry three frames some of those frames looked like they lasted a good 30 seconds sometimes before they switched to the next frame in some shots it's also really it's in the background most people would not notice it yeah i would not have noticed it on an old crt television which is how i first saw it yeah but this Blu-ray version I watched where I was fairly close to the television, it stood out starkly. Now, I mean, like the close-up shots where, you know, we're getting reaction shots from the different characters, mm-hmm. those are fine. It's just when you're on the court and you're looking back up towards the, 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 the audience. Yeah. That's where you can kind of see these very slow-moving frames of these characters kind of slowly reacting back and forth, cheering, all that kind of stuff. Sometimes, and sometimes they're just standing there still like paper mm-hmm. and they actually kind of look like paper dolls in some of those slots sitting in front of those seats. I don't know exactly how that was done. If there was, cause some parts, obviously some parts of the stadium at the end were real for Michael Jordan to go on. Oh yeah. Cause you can see even the, the, the hoops and the floors move backwards between animated and live yeah, action, I agree. which is fine. I, I, that doesn't mess with me too much. But I have a feeling a lot of the seating must have also been live live plates. Yeah. And then they just put the characters in front of it, and it works sometimes, and it doesn't work in other times. That's my main dislike. Is it's just there's a couple moments that really just took me back. I says, "Yep, this is animated on live action plates, mm. and it's not quite perfect." So, uh, Aaron, what is your second dislike? Second dislike, and just a comment, you guys definitely have a much finer eye for noticing these animation flaws than I do. Um, We've had practice. Yes, indeed. (laughs) Um, Yeah, a little bit. Uh, my second dislike, you have to understand for me, this is just nitpicking. Um, that's, all I that, that's all mine was, really. Up, yeah. I haven't picked up on a lot of the things you guys picked up on. Um, just some inconsistencies with um, things that would happen in one screen that wouldn't trans, trans, uh, transfer over to the other screen. Mm-hmm. Like when Tweety Bird put put black stripes on... Is, is Tweety a boy or a girl? I've always Tweety wondered. is actually a boy. Tweety is a boy. When he they, put the reason the voice is so high pitched is because the idea is that Tweety is, a is a bird. Sure. Yeah. B is a young enough boy that the voice is like it's like a three or four year old boy is the idea of ideal voice range. Yeah. For Tweety, and most of the time, Tweety is actually voiced by a woman. Okay, that's fair. In this case. Voiced by a man trying to get that really high pitched voice. Yeah, up sometimes there. you just can't do it. Yeah, um, Mel Blanc did it sometimes, but especially when uh, some of the early Sylvester stuff. But I think eventually they did switch to a female voice actor for Tweety. Makes sense. I mean, Bart's played by a woman. Yeah, the original and, and that original is, Goku and Gohan were played by. That a is woman. the standard procedure when uh, voicing casting kid. Um, uh, kid, male kids, yeah. is to voice women because they can actually get the high enough, the higher pitch, right? Yeah. Before, and then the guys after we've gone through puberty can't do anymore. Can't do no. anymore. Can't hack it. Um, no, because we so told yeah. look at this. So little things like that, like on one scene, uh, Tweety put on like like the black paint to like make his face look more intimidating, which didn't translate at all after that. Uh, to 
them going to the real world to get Michael Jordan's sneakers, which aren't the sneakers he wore during the last game. Mm-hmm. Um, so just little inconsistencies like that. Uh, there's moments where also the animation doesn't quite blend in as well with the real life elements. But again, for a movie that was came out at the time of 96, we said, yes. I think nice for a movie that came out in 96 and granted, you know, who framed Roger Rabbit did this years ago in some ways, I think maybe to greater effect than space jam did. Uh, from uh, what I would bet is that space jam probably did not have the budget that Roger Rabbit had probably not. And so they did not have the physical and, models in the real world for the, to say it, for, the, like, for the actors to act off as of. good yeah. as Warner brothers animation studio is it? It is top notch. Like mm-hmm. they're not Disney. No, they're Disney's not. Disney's no. got just, this has got a monopoly on that. Um, so yeah, and, that's just, the, that's my nitpick, mm-hmm. uh, but that is the number two thing I'm okay. going to say. Jacob, what's your number two? I think I'm fresh out of dislikes. You're fresh out of dislikes. This is your second week in a row. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, it is. You find something you don't like right now, this instant. <laughs> I mean, it is, but I'm just messing with you. Uh, okay. So if you don't have any dislikes, I will voice a small second dislike. And this is just, I don't know if this is a dislike, but it is a weird observation. Right. Michael's secret stuff is obviously supposed to be a parody of athletes steroiding, using steroids to get bulkier, right? It's kind of a play on the joke and all. Kind of. Because it's really just water that yeah, it's, it's, in, a, it's, in a bottle that yeah, it's, it's the, Bugs uh, wrote that on. Yeah, it's, it's basically the, the idea of how be like to get your team pumped up and be like, right. oh, the special thing, which is it's nothing, but it just... It, Gives you that psychological, that psychological. Right, it's boost. a placebo, is yeah. what it is. Yeah, basically. But the fact that they are using, oh, this is, admittedly, it gives you the idea of steroids. Yes. Yeah. Right after Bugs drinks it, he does the full roided yeah. up, muscle bound bunny pose. Yeah. He Man, Master of the Universe type pose. Arnold Schwarzenegger. It got yeah, Lola's. It got Lola's attention. <laughs> yes, it did get Lola's attention. Um. I hate that subplot because it literally goes nowhere other than just getting them pumped up for the second half of the game. Oh, yeah. Which, admittedly, Michael's speech didn't do. So I guess Bugs Bunny tricking them into is kind of a standard Looney Tunes thing. It's just... It's a movie for kids. Well, even Michael tried to say that, uh, like this, there's just water. The secret stuff was in you guys all. Yeah, along. but he said that yeah. after, it, while right. he's in there trying to get them to drink the stuff, yeah. so they can get that placebo effect. Mm-hmm. He's saying, "Do you want to win or not?" Oh yeah, that's true. He did. Yeah. There's, it's here's the thing. I know it's all fake because it's played up to be fake mm-hmm. the entire time. But there's still a small part of me that's thinking this is a kids' movie. They're going to be kids watching this, and they just saw their main team drink something that gave them a boost yeah. that may or may not have been legal. I'm admittedly saying this in a game with a basketball game that included Yosemite Sam shooting his guns <laughs> off, Bugs Bunny using a motor oh, yeah. scooter. Yosemite Sam definitely had his guns drawn during that and, basketball game. And let's face it, who can get, who does not like Yosemite Sam and Elmer Fudd doing Pulp Fiction? <laughs> yeah. That was good. That is fun, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know if this was the right, the best way to handle, even though it's played off as a joke, because it is 
a movie that is aimed at kids who, and a lot of these kids are going to be, are going to want to be athletes. It's impressionable. And you got Michael Jordan. I'm surprised Michael Jordan signed off on that, to be honest. Yeah. That might've been an oversight. I think it was an oversight and this would have been right before the baseball steroid scandals were hitting, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it's just me looking back at it saying, okay, this may not have been the smartest move. But I, I just don't really like the like that they went that direction with it, and that's and like I said, that's I know what they're doing, so it's not a full on dislike. This is why it's my last dislike. Yeah, it's just not. Eh, it's it wasn't. I don't think it was handled exactly correct. That's all. All right, I can agree to that. All right, so we're going to move into our rating of the movie. We use a ten point rating. Oh, well, actually, it's twenty points, but zero to ten. Aaron, what is your rating for this movie? I'm going to rate this movie a solid nine. Because, like I said, this is a movie that's uh, precious to me from my childhood. I had just as much fun watching it today with you guys as I have every other single time I've watched it. Little complications aside, this is a movie that I feel like I'll always be able to watch and enjoy the goofiness of it. Um, a lot of the jokes, it, they just kind of transcend time. It's just a timeless film. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I'm giving it a nine. All right. All right, I'll Jacob, give, what's your review score? I'll give it a 8.5. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Aaron said, it is a timeless film that is enjoyable, that anybody could sit down and enjoy. Um, the animation is good. I, there again, not saying Michael Jordan's you know the greatest actor ever. He did a fairly good job in this film, and I enjoyed what his perform- what he put out of the performance I thought was fairly interesting. Uh, the story was great. There again, animation was, you know, it's Warner Brothers. It's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, there again, it's not going to be Disney, but I would highly recommend this film to anybody. And uh, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to adding it to my own collection at some point. And yeah, definitely. What about you, Jer? I'm going to give it an eight. Ah, okay. Uh, admittedly, I feel bad about being the lowest of the three. Don't. But uh, I... I still consider this a slightly better than I would say my my average. Yeah. Because uh, it is still a fun movie. While I did find a couple little things to you know, nitpick about, it's it brings me back memories of my childhood that okay. I that I really do like. It's a fu- it's a great Looney Tunes movie. I know nothing about any of the basketball players, but of what jokes I do get make are hilarious, even with that. And of course, I kind of do like Charles the dog. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's going to be, I'm going to give it an eight. Pure nostalgia fuel. Pretty yeah, much. Exactly. Since this was a shorts episode, we will not be rolling for a movie this week. Uh, however, uh, join us next week as uh, we s- celebrate the release of the video game Final Fantasy VII Remake with its uh, sequel movie, Final Fantasy VII Advent Children. Come, Jacob. We must prepare for next week. Prepare for what, Drew? The same thing we do every week, Jacob. Record a podcast! Oh, boy! Aaron, where can they find you at? Uh, if you're interested, in, uh, you can find me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at 8BitWizard. The 8 is Roman numerical. Uh, you can also follow us on our Facebook page at BanterBanterCast. Or you can find us on Twitter at Banter underscore cast. Drew and Jacob, thank you so much for having me on today. I am excited to be here and excited to talk about this film, and I hope I can come back and talk about another film with you guys in the future. And we'll keep an eye out on that. Yeah, definitely. 
So where can they find you, Jacob? They can find me on Facebook at Jacob B. Heron and Jacob's Daily Art Corner, my personal art Facebook page. On Twitter at Jacob B. Heron. On Instagram at Jacob B. Heron. And on Letterboxd at Jacob Heron. Where can they find you, Drew? Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Drew Dodgen. You can also find my Facebook page at Drew's Photo Bin, where I upload uh, my photography. You can also follow me on Letterboxd at GGeorge759 and Twitter at GGeorge759. Where can they find us, Jacob? You can also visit our website, the Cellcast. Podbean.com, where you will find every episode we released and links to listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. Our RSS feed, if we aren't in your favorite podcast app directory, please share, review, and subscribe to us there and share us with your friends. You will also find a link to our Facebook group, the Double Feature Podcast Community where we talk about both animated and live-action movies. We share this with our other podcasts, which we do with Jacob's brother Jim, at uh, the Movie of the Week podcast, where we talk about live-action movies. You can also email us at thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com. Also, please like our page on Facebook. We try to post about upcoming movies. If you comment on that movie's post before we record, we'll read your comments in the episode. And remember... Every time we say the cell cast, that is with a single L. L.